Well, welcome back to another episode of Five Minutes in Church History. On this episode, we are continuing our conversation with my favorite Welshman, Dr. Derek Thomas. We had him on his deserted island, and usually I get to ask guests what book of theirs that they've written that they'd like to leave behind. And so that's how we're going to start off our conversation this week with Dr. Thomas. So of the many books that you've written, which one would you like to leave behind for the next visitor on our island? I think how the gospel brings us all the way home. It's an exposition of Romans 8, the best chapter in the Bible. And if I'm going to leave it behind, I think it would be a wonderful evangelistic, reformed tract for them to read. That'd be great. That's very kind of you to leave that one. You've also written a book on Calvin's sermons on Job. And this book goes back to your doctoral dissertation work, maybe even before that. So I was just wondering if we could spend a few moments to talk about why Calvin and why these sermons on Job in particular. What drew you to this work of Calvin's? When I left seminary, Ian Murray of The Banner of Truth said to me, make one theologian your hobby, which was the best piece of advice I think I've ever had in my life. And, and when I left seminary, it was, it was John Owen. But then it became... Calvin. I realized as I was reading Owen that I didn't really understand his predecessor, Calvin, in the previous century. And I I really did need to go back and read Calvin some more. And then one day, uh, the facsimile edition of the Job sermons, the 159 Job sermons by Calvin. And uh, so I was plowing my way through this and having coffee with, with a dear friend, uh, at the time, and he said, you know, you should do a PhD on Calvin's sermons on Job. And that was just the instigation of it. Calvin preached these sermons from 1554 to 1555, over a 14-month period. They were weekday sermons, not Sunday sermons. You know, he would preach lecture continuer, taking five, six, seven verses at a time, you know, you can read at the end of each sermon, you know, we have to stop here and and the next one will say, as we were considering yesterday, sometimes it'll start like that. In the very opening sermon, I think you're only in the second paragraph or so, and Calvin says, it is the most blessed thing to be subject to the sovereignty of God. And he sets the tone for the next 159 sermons that life with all of its trials and difficulties and incomprehensibilities, can only be lived blessedly as you submit yourself to God's sovereign overruling, that nothing happens without God willing it to happen, without him willing it to happen before it happens, and without him willing it to happen in the way that it happens. And uh, these sermons are timeless. They are more sermons about God than they are about Job or his suffering. Calvin's main concern throughout the sermons is that God is incomprehensible, that there is a hidden part of God and there is a revealed part of God. And God in his essence is incomprehensible. And who are you to try to understand him? And these trials that happened to us, and in Job's case, to an innocent man, although Calvin has a little bit of difficulty with that halfway through the book uh, and kind of loses his patience with Job. But the overall 
lesson of these sermons is submission to the sovereignty of God is the only way to bring peace hmm. and fulfillment and wholeness into our lives. Truly wise words. Well, thank you, Dr. Thomas. Thank you for pointing us to Job, to Calvin's sermons. And I will also point folks to your wonderful book, Calvin's Teaching on Job, Proclaiming the Incomprehensible God. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm Steve Nichols, and thanks for listening to 5 Minutes in Church History. As we finish up this week's episode, we have time for a quote. So here from the Puritan Thomas Watson. To suffer as Christians is to suffer with cheerfulness. Patience is a bearing the cross. Cheerfulness is taking up the cross. Christ suffered for us cheerfully. His death was a free will offering.